0: Welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing
1: your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast time. I hope everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful day, week, month, evening, morning. Whenever you listen to this, I hope it's a good one. Uh, it's going to be a good podcast. It was a good one last week. Uh, I was very uh, happy with the response that the Charlotte interview got. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. Charlotte, she's just so honest when she talks. Uh, And having Andrew Goldstein on the show to analyze what happened at the Royal Rumble this week. Katie Linendoll is back in the state of wrestling. But first, our interview, you know, Lucha Underground, not only is it back now for season two, but they just announced that it got signed for season three. Uh, I really like Lucha. I don't get to see full episodes because I don't have uh, El Rey on my cable system, Optimum, yet. Uh, But if I did, I would absolutely DVR it. I watched a a bunch of the stuff on YouTube. Uh, I watched, uh, of course, the full uh, Johnny Mundo, uh, 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 Prince Puma match uh, that was amazing. There's, There's a lot of amazing stuff going on at Lucha Underground. And the reason it's amazing is because it's different. It's something different, and everybody talks about wanting something different in pro wrestling. And Lucha Underground is kind of it, you know? It's just looking at wrestling differently. It's presenting it as a TV show without taking uh, the intelligence of the fans for granted. Uh, it's, it's, and it's the first time I've ever seen it actually be digestible to a wrestling fan uh, and be presented as a television show. It's very, very interesting, and uh, it's exciting to watch the thing grow. Of course— Johnny Mundo used to be known as John Morrison in WWE. Uh, I find him to be very, very interesting because usually wrestlers start out, they have an independent career. They end up in developmental. They go to WWE. They leave. They go back to the Indies. Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, uh, he started wrestling uh, with Tough Enough. So he went straight to developmental into WWE. His first trip to the Indies really was after he left WWE and then he found his way over to Lucha Underground. He's also join, joined by uh, Taya, who's part of uh, Lucha this season. Uh, they were great. I want to share that interview with you now here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Taya and Johnny Mundo. That's how you pronounce it. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Well, welcome, uh, uh, Johnny Mundo. Mundo. John Mundo. Mundo. Yeah, that's the accent, right? <laughs> Johnny Mundo, it's a, it's a, lucha, a lucha thing. Right, it, was very, very, it sounded very gringo just now. Yeah, yeah. They, they beat be you up if you point. say Mundo in Mexico. Mundo. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and Taya, is that, is, that, is that Taya? Taya, Taya? Yes. That's fine, t- right? Taya is correct, yeah. Not like Paya <laughs> or something? No,
0: no okay. it's Taya. All right, You're good. say it right. <laughs> well, uh,
1: welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here.
0: Oh, well, Thank you for having us. Yes,
1: uh, uh, a lot's going on lucha underground season two this is pretty quick for a season two to be starting already this is there's got to be a lot of faith in this show on l ray
0: obviously why wouldn't there be come on now <laughs> right I, I think it's one of
1: the most successful shows that l ray's had and uh
2: season one was uh was, was critically acclaimed and um loved by fans and not only is it fast to
1: be starting season two we're almost finished taping season two yeah. this this one weekend one is our weekend. last taping yeah what's that like uh for both of you really because you both and really, everybody on the roster, but everybody on the roster is not here. You two are here for—that's uh, to, to, the most important part—to <laughs> <Right. laughs> tape a wrestling show by seasons like that. Like it's—it's it's formatted like a traditional like television, a regular television show, show yeah. as opposed
0: to a wrestling show that would um that would tape you know weekly for but every honestly, week forever exactly yeah. no i think it's uh it really you know it's intense it's like a lot of hard work and it's physically demanding mentally demanding but you know we tape for uh two episodes to three episodes and on a night like last time we shot three on a sunday yeah um so it can get pretty stressful but you know what this is what we love to do and i think that uh you know, it just gets all of it out all at once, and we're I just, Oh, I think we're just it. so excited to to share what we've done it's, with oh, with the fans and all the loyal fans from season one, and actually create new fan base in season two. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: also provides us with the opportunity to have something that every other TV show and sporting team has, and that's an off season. I mean, we can right. we can take the time to watch stuff back and enjoy
1: it. Yeah, Would, exactly. You, well, and also, I mean. Just in terms of maintaining your bodies, I mean, obviously, a lot of the roster wrestles. And our minds. And and your (laughs) minds. Yeah. (laughs) And our sanity.
2: Yeah. Like (laughs) a
1: lot of things. Like a lot of people wrestle throughout the year, but then it becomes their choice. Do you think that. I use this metaphor sometimes to explain,
2: like, if you're, if you're on a, a, if you're with WWE and you're on the road, you're doing your 200, 250 shows a year, you could say it's almost like being in a casino. You know what I mean? Like they're pumping in the oxygen, <laughs> right. the lights, it's always bright. You're like, what time is it? What there's month no is clocks it? or oh, windows anywhere. No, no, <laughs> no, Holy shit, I'm thirty-five. Oh no. How did that happen? My whole rest yeah. of career. But you lose track of everything and like with, with the off season you get a chance to reflect on what you did for a past season, marinate and think about things to improve and also heal up mentally, physically and be ready to go again.
1: Do you think that there's any way that WWE could ever implement an off season?
2: If they wanted to easily, um,
1: <laughs> they just wouldn't. Is what you're saying?
2: No, I mean I think it would. Uh, they would just have to change the way they did things. You know, in wrestling, I've learned never say never. They, I don't know. They, they could. Things can change to. at any time. But, yeah, yeah.
0: So you never know uh, what could happen, but. We're yep. happy that we are run this way.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, and then it allows you to do more things. And you can come back to it and you actually appreciate it. Exactly. You can do stuff. like I work full time in
0: I work full time in Mexico for Lucha Libre AAA. Right. So I don't really get that lovely off season that you're talking about. <laughs> I'm in full casino mode all the time.
2: Well, the potential is there. The potential is there. I yes, guess you yes. You have to yes. leave Mexico though. Yeah. Right. And who would want
1: to leave Mexico City? Uh, <laughs> uh uh Taya, how did you end up you didn't intend to live in Mexico.
0: No, you know, I don't think that anybody really plans on living in downtown Mexico City, but um, that is just how wonderful though, how crazy life is, really. Um right.
1: I, <laughs> If you're from Mexico City and you're listening to this, no, offense. no right. offense. I also love that she was like, that's how wonderful well, not wonderful, crazy <laughs> life no, is No, it's just
0: how yeah. life happened for me and honestly I'm super grateful Mexico totally changed my life and changed my career, honestly. Yeah, and sent me in a completely different direction. Um, I've learned so 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 much about lucha libre and and you know everything that it is, and I'm a far better wrestler for having done it the way I did, as opposed to you know being sent to a school to study like they do in some other companies.
1: <laughs> yeah, what, what was that like for you to? start Lucha cuz you had a WWE development deal is that right
0: Yes um but that never actually happened Uh-huh so we don't really like to talk we, about We've been it.
1: discussing this
2: the last the last two days <laughs> Is no, that I right story, Yeah I yeah, know <laughs> yeah,
0: like it was really one of those things where I was given I was given a deal um right. and then I you know sent out all the paperwork did all the stuff and then it kind of got told that I didn't they didn't, they didn't want me anymore
1: Oh so you didn't even like you didn't have a deal there yeah, I didn't there's like, make like, it there Oh so, see cuz I figured like when you read it it's like oh so she must have had and then it just No I would never
0: even and actually, they they t- turned me, they they accepted me, and all this kind of stuff, and then they turned me down and didn't even give me a chance. That's a nightmare. Uh, I was mortified, horrified, super depressed, and sad about it. But I mean, with everything, all those bumps in the roads and stuff, you kind of have to, you know, either go right or go left. And I chose to go right and go upwards, and I. Or uh, downwards in this or case, downwards Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I got the objective. Why got asked to just know. geographically speaking. Yeah, <laughs> geographically. Sounds no, like is another chose... way to say that.
3: I'm talking. Okay,
0: Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the road less traveled and I definitely, you know, went for it 120% and uh, you know, I I went down there to train and I ended up staying and got invited um, Within my first three days by Paraguay, who actually was the one that passed the wrestler that passed away last year. Right, right, right. Um, he was my like, like my brother. He's the first one that really believed in me, you know. So after I had WWE tell me, you know, they didn't want me anymore. I had that person that really believed in me along with Conan. And I, you know, owe it a lot to them as to where I am today. Like if it wasn't for them believing in what Taya had the potential to be, I wouldn't be here.
1: Like, so does that, is that a quick lesson? in not believing especially in wrestling not believing something until it's actually happening in front of you like i'm they're saying this is happening but until i walk in the building
0: i I had to learn that i had to learn that the hard way and it was really hard because i obviously with anything in wrestling it gets put all over the internet and like everyone knows about it so i mean for me it was just like my pride was like totally shot after that right but um you know what i i am a better wrestler but i've learned so much about myself i grew up a lot in the years that I've been in Mexico, learned another language, and now I'm super, super happy to be part of a project that I completely believe in, which is Lucha Underground. And, and
2: probably like yeah. the, the best part of our whole career is, is getting to work with Johnny Mundo. Right. And then, <laughs> now you get to show up on
1: Lucha Underground. Now look, Underground. look, now look, look at that. Wow, well, it's so honored. Johnny Mundo on the San Roberts show. Yeah, so honored. <laughs> it's really happening. It's Doesn't all... A better right. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's a dream. It's a dream.
1: <laughs> what, about, what about for Johnny Mundo when he has to leave... WWE, when John Morris, when you leave WWE, because really that's where all of your wrestling had taken place. You go through Tough Enough, you go through their developmental, you end up on WWE TV, and then you leave, and it's like you're in the world now, and you've got in all a this big, experience, bad world, right? <laughs> but you haven't really spent that much time outside of the WWE bubble.
2: and I, Right? I, totally. And I couldn't be happier for the experience and the chance to do that. And originally, I had neck surgery in 2011 and I intended to just maybe take like a year off mm-hmm. and I, I stepped away because I wanted to try doing some action movies and see what it was like outside WWE with some more uh, control of my own time, creative autonomy, that kind of thing. Sure. And the off season. The off season. <laughs> <Yeah>. The <laughs> off season. Right. The four year off season. <laughs> Very long off season. Right. Um, and it it turned into uh, me like realizing I kind of like being able to call the shots and I, I did a, a bunch of uh, movies I've done like Eleven little movies, and um, I wrote and produced and uh, starred in a, like an action film that's going to come out next year called Boone the Bounty Hunter. Check it out on IMDb right now, Boone the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> and um, ended up being perfectly situated uh,
1: to take part with in uh, Lucha Underground,
2: which uh, I right. started last year in my hometown of Los Angeles.
1: So are you just a guy who like tries to fill the minutes in a day because now you don't, you, now you don't have this kind of machine that's 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 pushing. Oh, man, you I, would, I would say completely the opposite. Like um,
2: I find ways to take up more time than i ever have free like um, i'm either writing scripts or right working out or like I'm working made a complete out, like making six discs shakes, like you know, uh, getting a tan functional training workout program that's <laughs> on sale online out of your mind com if you're interested um, <laughs> so like i uh, usually i'm g- really good at finding ways uh to fill your time including making protein shakes
1: yeah you're right Obvi. yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you because you have an amateur wrestling background right Yes. Like high school, college, and high stuff school, like college. That. Yeah. How do you move from that to like parkour? Because I was actually like, once I put in context, because when I first heard that, I was like, that doesn't really make sense. He's this aerial guy. But then I saw like you did something. I think it was in the Prince Puma match where you did this. It was a double leg takedown, but you were spinning at the same time. And yeah. I finally saw this kind of fusion that I hadn't noticed before of amateur just, wrestling. And, it was a
2: straight up. I mean, that was like a straight up double leg takedown on, on Puma. But then you started Um,
1: spinning at the same time.
0: You know, he well, just likes to do these corkscrew cork uh, yeah, rotations like, exactly. whenever he can. It's, it's I've it's never a, seen a
2: high schooler do a corkscrew. Get a beer from the fridge, do a corkscrew. It screw. was a double leg <laughs> takedown, but instead of taking them the way that you would take them in amateur wrestling, I, like, turned it into a spinning spine buster. Right. But uh, because it's uh, it's pro wrestling and, like, it looks cooler. Which way <laughs> and the, lucha style, the, lucha,
0: the lucha style is, you know, a combination of like, more athletic moves and, and flights and different things. So, I mean, I think that that fits perfectly. Yeah. How did you get
1: into, like, doing parkour and things like that after so amateur I, wrestling. I, I was like Mr. wrestling in high school, like right. team captain
2: that's that's all I did and then college I wrestled one year and um I ended up hurting my knees and it I had the uh, two operations and it was just enough to kind of bump me off the wrestling track and I started doing uh everything, breakdancing, martial arts and even I was on the gymnastics team at UC Davis and I was planning on being a white Jackie Chan, I guess. Like <laughs> that like, was the plan. I wanted to be Jackie Chan so bad.
1: <laughs> well, um, plan B. I'll yeah. be the White Jackie Chan. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, it sounded so good. good to it's my 19-year-old so self. It. It right. Sounded like it. a smart move.
0: I am going to be the White Jackie Chan.
1: I just love. To I do still the- would love to be the White Jackie Chan at 19. <laughs> you were living in this place mentally where you were like, "Well, I have to think realistically. I could be the White Jackie Chan. That is, <laughs> I, could, I could attend my geology classes,
3: or, or- <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so.
2: Um, so I started doing what, what Jackie Chan did, and like Jackie Chan. I mean, he was doing parkour before the term parkour was coined, mm-hmm. and I always went to uh, the uh, the UCD rec hall with that in mind. Let me try to do some gymnastics, some break dancing. Let me try to do some fight moves. And I started making uh, kung fu movies in college. I made several. Someone
0: please find those kung fu movies. I, know. <laughs> I have them.
2: They uh, they have them on VHS. The Foot of Death. Oh uh, wow! Kung <laughs> food about a, a fast food, food restaurant. That, that's very and, very clever. Um, those are the, those are the best too. <laughs> Yeah, you need to release Kung Food. Uh, well, maybe you can, I have. Maybe I can put it on YouTube. At you least. should put it on yeah. YouTube. I
0: would I would help you promote that just because I think it's I'm gonna, so funny. I'm going
1: to dig up Kung Food. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so you just go forward and you figure like, okay, amateur wrestling's not happening. I'm going to just learn all these Jackie Chan things and do flips I, off walls. I was, and... I was planning
2: on being like an action movie guy, like a like an action and movie producer actor. There you go. And it kind of like came full circle because that's what the original plan was. And then um, – in college, when I was doing these kung fu movies, I right. saw Tough Enough, and I was like, oh, that's what I wanted to do when I was a kid, and now that's how you do it. And I saw the guys on TV and thought to myself, like, dude, I'm way more like Jackie Chan than those
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs> just like – you're just looking for every place that doesn't have Jackie Chan. I could be yeah, the Jackie could Chan. be the Jackie
2: Chan of Tough Enough. <laughs> right. I mean – <laughs> and I tried out for Tough Enough Two, got rejected and tried out again for Tough Enough Three. Did you do any did worked. you have
1: any any sort of pro wrestling background at all when you tried out for Tough Enough Two? No. no. No no no. Um I,
2: I hadn't like um Gone I to a school or anything. Gone to a school. It was for me, like just no one in my circle of friends uh had ever thought about being a pro wrestler. Right, I I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. They were too busy with realistic goals like going being to college, Chan, white picket pre- yeah. stuff.
0: Ugh. Yeah, who wants that? Like no. My,
2: I was coming home. My dad was telling me to study for the LSAT. What? He didn't say anything about training with Lance Storm in
0: Calgary.
1: <laughs> that's so you know? weird. Well,
0: that's what I did. I know. Oh, right? that's
1: cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, so, so you, but you had no sort of you just went to tough enough because you heard about it and you're like, I guess that's how you become a wrestler.
2: Yeah. And then um in the in between between 2 and 3 I started training at a school called Supreme Pro Wrestling in uh in Sacramento mm-hmm. and I I trained a little bit and I started like refereeing matches and going <laughs> to their workouts and stuff and then um then I got accepted to Tough Enough 3 and um was up and running and off like pretty quickly.
1: What's that period like? I always wonder that because I watched Tough Enough and then you would pop up here and there like Johnny Nitro would be on for like two weeks and then disappear and then and over here. And, and then finally when M debuts, it's like that's now you get this run, but mentally what's it like after you win tough enough for there just to be years of um, not you, you being go on from WWE. like this
2: euphoric, like, Oh my God, I did it. I'm a pro wrestler.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to be on raw. And then like, congratulations, pack up your car and move to Louisville. And then, <laughs> right. And then you go to Louisville and you, you spend uh Two, three years wrestling in uh, high schools and bingo halls and National Guard armories in front of 20, 30 people, which is great because um, when I first got to Louisville, I sucked. Man, you did. Like, I really sucked. Did, like, did you
1: know you sucked, or you realized <laughs> later that you
2: sucked? Um, I realized pretty quickly that I sucked. <laughs> I see. Because uh, I am
0: surprised. You think you're good at everything?
2: Well, of course, when I got there, I did. <laughs> but they, uh, like Rip Rogers and like the guys, will let you know pretty quickly. They filmed you in how bad you are. <laughs> yeah.
0: I yeah, they never. Like wrestling coaches never hold back. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, you
1: know. they don't. leave that up for interpretation. No, you know? no, no, no. Sorry, kid. You're incorrect. You're you suck. Awful. You are awful. Get out. Yeah. yeah. Please stop
0: doing that immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but... Pretty
1: much. Yeah. So then. did did you look at it like, okay, I don't really – did you want to be on TV right away after you realized you sucked or did you <laughs> say, you know what, maybe I better stay here for a while until I don't suck anymore?
2: For sure. For sure. I wanted to get better and be good enough to be on TV. But the uh, the amount of time that I thought I needed to get better was uh, not nearly as long as I spent. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, like, I'll spend six months I'm, down here. That's what I was like. I was yeah. like six months. I was like, I'm, you know, I'm a lot better now. I'm pretty good. <laughs> and then three years later, I debuted. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, <laughs> when did, uh, when do you feel like you were actually looking back at the point where you could have debuted? Probably not six months in, but probably before three years was on.
2: Uh, no, I think it was about right. Really? Um, yeah. Like, cause I, 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 had a short stint as the apprentice, Johnny Nitro, right. As Eric Bischoff's apprentice right. and I was just kind of a talking role and i I wanted to be a wrestler so bad. I didn't realize like how great it is to just show up on Raw and talk and not take any bumps, and right. Get
1: the paycheck every week. Just and have a cool name that people remember. Yeah, you don't have to do anything except talk. You don't even have to bring your gear. You no, show up in
2: like a fancy suit. And yeah, You're good to mess go. around with a BlackBerry. That's how old that was. A BlackBerry, <laughs> with a pocket protector. <laughs> um, I. I think that the the way everything worked out for me is is about right. I mean, if I didn't have the experience with OVW and M and M and and all that time wrestling, I wouldn't have been nearly as successful as I was, and I wouldn't have been ready. And even at at the time I debuted, I feel like I still was barely ready.
0: Everything happens for a reason.
1: Look at that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the way we look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's I also have to imagine that when you do when you do finally find out you're debuting for real as like M and M and then and then uh, John Morrison and all that, the amount... So many guys come up and they just... Here's some tights and you'll be whatever. John Hennigan and go up there and do your thing. And you're like, uh, what am I doing? And there's just nothing. Right. For you to come up... And be fully packaged and have a gimmick and a manager and an Sweet entrance fur and coats. fur coats and all this <laughs> stuff. Man. And again, it was our creation, too. I mean, I bought
2: the first, the first M&M fur coats I bought on Melrose for like 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually like uh, leftover Burning Man jackets. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and Amazing. then they started evolving from there. Um, yeah. We, we went through a phase where they, they wanted to not have Joey Mercury as part of m M&M. and they, they tried replacing him a couple different ways. Who did they have? Uh... Chris Cage or Cailin Croft, they they wanted Uh to use, um, who I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. But it just felt wrong because we'd spent all that time doing Eminem with Joey. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think, it, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And uh, my glass is always half full. You know, even when it's all the way full, it's half full. (laughs) That's right. If you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was actually thinking about that. Do you ever regret? uh making the choices of the outfits because it seems like now that you're kinda responsible for all your own stuff, your gear seems way more expensive than um, the average person. There, like the coats, the tires There's
2: been times when I've looked at like my storage unit and been like, if I traded what i paid for these coats yeah i might might have a house (laughs) or at least a lamborghini (laughs) yeah because i look and it's like that thought has crossed my mind right (laughs) but they're nice coats yeah they're very nice yeah i do look dope i feel confidence is way up yeah right right exactly when i'm wearing the coats and that's priceless it's not confidence is priceless confidence
1: is priceless right so it's worth the investment if I had the coats here, it'd be perfect for the blizzard too. Yes, wouldn't that be great? Walking around in New York City blizzard, in one- yeah. and not Yeah, a John Morrison jacket. <laughs> and a, yeah, in a John Morrison coat. <laughs> just with confidence. Love we'll to come back. The snow yeah. is moving in slow motion. Did you? Was that whose idea was that? The slow motion intros.
2: Um, it was it was a combo of me, Stephanie, and um, one of the guys in the truck uh-huh. that all uh all put our heads together on this entrance. That were just like we could do it slow motion live. Yeah. And yes. then ended up, like, uh, evolving and then adding the pyro and becoming this whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I still think it's the coolest entrance um, that I've ever had. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and the only entrance. That I've ever had. Yeah, like, and what, oh, what yeah. are we comparing it to? What are we comparing
1: I mean, it to? It's the coolest entrance. That I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, By far, John Morrison's <laughs> most famous entrance. <laughs> so i've listened to you talk about the stuff that you're doing in lucha and how kind of proud you are of it and how you feel like this is arguably some of your best stuff especially the you know all night match uh that you did uh last season right when you have a match like that is there any part of you that goes like okay lucha as diehard as the fan base is and as much as it's grown it's still this kind of subsect right of wrestling fans when you have a match like that do you get over the initial euphoria and then go like ah but what if i'd been able to have that match in front of 70,000 people or or blah 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 or does that not occur to you that thought definitely crosses my mind it
2: does yeah but um it's also coupled with the idea that how cool would it be if that match is part of what gets lucha out to more people right what if what if five years from now, Lucha is playing, Emma, like, Madison Square Garden. Right. Or it is nationwide, like, nationwide TV or globally. Mm-hmm. And um, the all-night-long match and
1: everything we did in season one and
2: everything that you're it about to see. helped establish it, and then
0: yeah. season two yeah. just, like, reinforces it. Yeah. Um,
1: and definitely. there's something priceless, too, about having that cool vibe about it, that it's actually a cool Underground. place. Underground. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I showed – I went to – I finally got out to, like, a pro wrestling guerrilla show – a month ago those tickets are hard to get for the first time i was out in la it's harder to
2: get those are hamilton tickets
1: <laughs> probably i mean hamilton you can get but you have to wait about a year
2: <laughs> oh, okay gotcha
1: like pro wrestling gorilla you just can't get but pro wrestling gorilla
2: the, the hardest ticket in town
1: it is <laughs> but the reason that i bring it up was because it, it was the first time that i had heard the vibe of the people waiting outside the building was like oh this is your first show oh Have you been to a lucha show live? Like the lucha tapings, the TV tapings are becoming this sort of, (laughs) you know, smart indie. Yeah. Super
0: crazy people. There's some people that are there every single week. I don't know how they have. They have this ticket access, but I'm just like, oh, it's you again. Like, like <laughs> But they just love it. Like, they can't even.
2: And there's also other people that try every week to get tickets and can't. Because <laughs> that one guy just won't leave <laughs> that, his seat. Yeah. Like, he's like, this is my spot. Like <laughs> That yeah. guy with the John Morrison shirt or the Mundo glasses. Yes.
0: He ha- there's this one fan that's like his estranged he son. I don't know. Like, it's just he looks like you. Or younger brother. Like you. But
1: he somehow has got he's got those tickets every week. Every week. Do they try to move him? Because it's like, otherwise, we don't no, need you sitting in this seat. Okay, good. He moves
0: around the arena, but yeah. he's still yelling at him and.
1: And, you know. I love it. I love that he's there.
0: I wish
2: everybody would buy my T-shirt and glasses. And- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, right?
1: Do you like I – was, I was watching too. Like some of your – like the thing about doing it in the venue that you do it in with as, as few people as get to go is it gets quiet at right. spots. And people kind of do sit and watch quietly. And then when something big happens, it erupts. How do you like wrestling in the quiet? Nobody likes wrestling in quiet yeah
2: uh, i i don 't um it, yeah. but i I feel like the the temple has become one of my favorite places to work mm-hmm. because um if if you were watching season one and you saw the quiet as the season progressed, and certainly into season two, I mean taya comes out, everyone knows who she is, <clears throat> spoiler alert a little bit <laughs> but um the crowd is chanting immediately they they know all the characters, they know who everybody is. And um, the energy in the temple, especially now after the season one has been on TV, has grown exponentially. And there's there's far less quiet. And the the crowd is just really passionate and
1: invested. It's not even necessarily a bad quiet, though. It's like a kind of like... We're they're, sitting... they're
0: actually watching. Right, you know we're watching. I mean? like, yeah. you know, like there's baited they're breath. Waiting, they're like waiting yes. for it, you know? Because yes. those, those crazy moments when they just absolutely freak out. Yeah, like my first time in the temple. I won't say too much, but um, it was just like I couldn't even... I think I had like this, this ridiculous smile on my face. Like we saw a picture earlier today, He totally like, did. "He's like, you look so happy," and I was like, "Yes, because I was. I was just so excited because I've been hearing about She's this like, and I was working to so be here hard for to, season one. No, nah, like, finally, nah, I'm finally here. No, it was just like such a crazy moment for me, and like the crowds and stuff just reminded me so much of those intimate crowds we get in Mexico sometimes, right? That are so like so like they're. Fanatics, you know what I mean? And they just, they know everything. They knew everything who I was. They knew about my history. They knew about everything. And I was just like, this is insane.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how did they know when you came on? So they're not just weird, diehard Lucha underground fans. No, they're like,
0: Lucha, Libre Lucha Libre fans. Libre and I mean, fans. I have, you know, I've been in Mexico working with Los Perros del Mal and Lucha Libre AAA now for almost four years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the. First ever foreign women's champion, the longest running women's champion. I've accomplished a lot of stuff and like broken down a lot of barriers that would have been put up for me. Put up for me because I'm not Mexican, right? And so I think that I have a different kind of appeal, and I bring a different package. I look different. I wrestle differently because I'm a combination of styles. And like the people that are true lucha fans will be fans of AAA as well. So it was a really a natural transition for me.
1: And is that something where lucha underground fans kind of found AAA, or is it just a shared? You know what? Fan I really base? think
0: that um, with lucha underground, we got. M- more people gave it like, like, we're paying attention to AAA, right? Because it, like, I know on social media and different things, a lot of people have reached out from all over the world now that are, you know, researching what is AAA and, um, you know, getting excited about what Lucha Libre is. And it's really like taken off, and I'm so proud to be part of it. So,
1: what do you think? Of, I mean, there's a, a trend now, it happens, I think, somewhat in Mexico, and it's happened here and there a little bit in Lucha Underground, but intergender wrestling where it's, it's men and women competing yeah. against each other.
0: Well, in um in Mexico, we wrestle the women wrestle men, exóticos, mm-hmm. minis, anything. Do you know what I mean? Like we anything that's been any competitor that's been in front of us, um we are allowed to wrestle them. Um there's no sort of, you know, stereotype kind of you know stuff like that or people believing that a woman can't find a man right and i i truly believe that that's like something we're seeing is women in sports as a in you know in general are being you know lifted up and we're being seen for like the athletes that we really are and not just arm candy or different things like that you know i'm in there you know beating up the guys and getting beat up by them right but this is like what i want to do and this is what like i'm you know proving that a woman can be as strong as them if not stronger so
1: you like that it's opening up that oh yeah
0: way. i'm just i think it's great because
1: it's become a huge thing on the american independence is like every show now
0: yeah you know like you know that's just a transition a natural transition in the sport and i think that you know um we should be allowed to wrestle in the main events we should be allowed to you know go up against the guys um there's we've been training just as hard, if not harder. And we're also fighting the fact that people think, Oh, she's just a girl. Right. She can't do anything. Well, I don't know. You better watch some Lucha underground season two and figure out that we're just as tough as they are.
1: <laughs> Have you wrestled any women, John? Um,
2: in, in Lucha underground, you're you're right. No, like I won't specifically no play it out, yeah. but it, that's the idea is to empower every person on the roster and that every luchador in Lucha underground is equal. And I know it's right. a, it's a hot topic because like in certain cultures, uh, Men wrestling women is frowned upon. I know that. Uh, well, yeah, it almost starts to like like people start making ties to domestic violence and things like that, and, like that. and you're it. like, I, I don't exactly, but like, um, I, I think that's a close-minded view, right? And, um, if if you look at this is lucha libre, this is pro professional wrestling as an art form. Um, if if you've got domestic violence or something like that in the back of your head,
1: I feel like that's that's your own issue, and wouldn't that be like comparing straight men's Pro wrestling to assault, yeah, like, yeah, be, yeah literally, that like, exactly. That's just totally two guys right. assaulting each other. Yeah. We can't watch this, right? Yeah, and I, yeah. It just it just
2: seems like closed minded Yeah, it
0: makes, makes certain people uncomfortable. But you know, I'm putting myself in that position. Right. And, you know, I'm the one that trained and busted my butt to get to where I am. So you know, I want the same opportunity as any guy or any girl, or you know. And yeah. Yeah. ultimately, I
2: think wrestling is about giving the crowd what they want. And mm-hmm. if you listen if to the crowd it, at Lucha underground. And they're chanting, where loca
1: <laughs> or Ivelisse or sexy star? Right. That's, that's what the crowd wants. Right. That is. That yeah. is. Were you surprised to see uh, Alberto Del Rio head back to WWE? Yeah. You were. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't everybody? It yeah. I was surprised.
0: So that just happened yeah. out of nowhere. It yeah. did.
2: It did. I was shocked. I mean, I, I, um, I was texting back and forth and uh, like we were talking about Luch Underground. We we worked in Mexico a couple times. Yeah. And then I, I feel like I was like on a flight, and I, like I saw like a something on Twitter I like, that Alberto Del Rio
1: just beat John Cena for the title. I was yeah, like,
2: what? Yeah. Where did He's that still a to AAA champion? Like, yeah, yeah
1: I He understand. took to make a
0: Champion belt with him. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So you were, you didn't, did you think he would be back eventually to uh, WWE? WWE? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I thought, I thought we were
2: going to do season two together, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, nope. I, I figured eventually he would go back. I mean. At the end of the day, I look at it as as this. Um, pro wrestling is really hard on the performers, the pro wrestlers, the the luchadoras. And anytime a, uh, a performer is in a position to, uh, to do something good for themselves and, and make money, I'm always happy to see that happen. And I, I think Alberto um, made a good deal for himself and yeah. is, is doing well, and I'm happy for him.
1: Yeah. Is that still – I remember you saying before you filmed season two, you said that you would – like to eventually go back to WWE. Is that still something is that still how you feel?
2: Um you know it's a it's something that's always like when I was a kid I grew up watching WrestleMania and dreaming of it. Mm-hmm. And um as the longer I'm staying with Lucha the more I'm kind of hoping that uh at some point the uh, Ultima Lucha becomes like a WrestleMania. Gotcha. And maybe that could be what I was dreaming of when I was a kid is and it ends up being a main event of Ultima Lucha and Arena Mexico or or some huge stadium somewhere. Yeah. But uh,
1: wrestling is a, a crazy business and you can you can never predict the future hundred percent. Right. No, it it's you just Go where you go. Sometimes you're uh, getting a developmental deal. Sometimes you're in Mexico. Sometimes you're winning <laughs> tough enough. Sometimes yeah, you're, you're losing over, over four years, taking the <laughs> developmental deal
2: back, and yeah. you're in a bingo hall in New yeah. <laughs> you're getting chopped by Bob Holly. <laughs>
1: yeah. are there? Is there anybody? Because you've you've wrestled a lot since leaving WWE. Like I think I saw you. You wrestled Jushin Liger in Jersey, right, for PWS.
2: Yeah. Elijah Burke and Duschenlager, two nights in a row, two legends. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was uh, yeah, I've, I've I've
1: had the opportunity
2: to wrestle so many like talented people from so many different organizations. Uh Duschenlager, um uh, Gabriel Angel Angel Fire in a bar in Amsterdam, <laughs> yeah. uh Christian Rose. Um Will Ospreay, Noam Dar, like both uh, super talented. I got to wrestle AJ Styles like a, a week and a half ago in in the
1: UK. It's great watching every like indie wrestler I know's uh, Facebook page get updated with yeah. pictures of them wrestling AJ Styles. It's this the week. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. trending
0: topic right now. <laughs> AJ Styles, AJ Styles, you
2: know. Um, Kevin Steen, I got to wrestle before uh, before they changed his name, and uh-huh. he he uh, showed up on Raw. Like I've, it's been it's been cool. I feel like my career has been reversed in a lot of ways than most. Pro wrestling trajectories, well, yeah. I I'm mean, with WWE, and now I've been like having this like awesome, like independent wrestling career. And yeah, I feel like I found a home again now with Luch Underground.
1: Um, are there any dream matches that you have like that
2: are realistic? Man, uh, well, be awesome to wrestle that Johnny Nitro guy, <laughs> <laughs> That's <wrestling yourself>. talented, <laughs> yeah. Dick. it was Blackberry yeah. and everything. Uh, yeah, um, let's see. Um, I haven't had the chance to wrestle Phoenix, and um, I, I think he's one of the most talented uh luchadors I've ever seen. Um, I'd love to have the chance to uh, have like an awesome, like really long match with him. Um, I mean, Macho Man was always my dream match. <laughs> yeah, that, that can happen. You're uh, definitely
1: gonna win that one, though. He's not fighting back.
2: <laughs> I should maybe do that actually just for <laughs> yeah,
1: <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> just to say I did it, right?
0: Check it off the list. Is that breaking
1: yeah. any laws
2: or? Oh, know maybe not. Um uh and Shawn Michaels was another one. And I never got to have a, a sweet singles match with him. I had a, a couple tags. And um it felt like felt like at the Miz and Morrison versus DX was was kind of it, but it yeah. would have been cool to have the sweet like uh, WrestleMania match against HBK.
1: One on one? Yeah. Uh well, you you won the ECW championship under the weird Chris Benoit circumstances right when he was he before anybody knew what had happened he just disappeared knew he was supposed to be in the ECW title match you took his spot
2: yeah so like that yeah that whole day like um it was supposed to be Benoit versus Punk right and um then like uh Benoit didn't show up after and like three hours later they're like well what are we gonna do Chris isn't here we're like we're gonna have to either replace him who's who's on ecw and they're like oh morrison and kevin thorne one of those two (laughs) and then like for like two hours i was like oh please please don't show up chris and then also please let it be me and not kevin thorne (laughs) and um he ended up not showing up i ended up winning i was super excited and happy and then when we found out what happened i felt like the biggest douchebag in the world (laughs) yeah for being like like, oh "Oh, i hope he doesn't show up yeah Yeah, it was really crappy um i mean yeah, I don't know what to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean it, was a it is a crappy situation.
1: I was wondering though, like why if, if the main event right is is Benoit and Punk and they're like, okay, we have to replace Benoit, was Punk that much not like they were, that they, they weren't gonna put the title on him. They're just I, I like think, we just gotta find somebody to put the title on.
2: I think it was um in in wrestling mentality, I think what they were had in mind was um if we're gonna replace somebody and then the replacement gets beat. It seems like less. But if the replacement goes over, maybe it it'll trip the crazier. fans. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, we got a bonus. Yeah, how lucky are Instead we? Instead of someone no-showing. I, I right. think that had something to do with it. And I think at the time they, uh, they had in mind they wanted Punk to be champion but not immediately.
1: Like so, like like bring you in. You're a bad guy at the time, and that way, at least there's still a chase. Yeah, that punk can can chase the title, and you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> I'll be the champion. Who would ever say no to that? I know it's right? amazing. Yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, that's that's
2: usually the first thing I bring up most places. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> Why don't I become chef? <laughs> yeah. Why don't I put the title on me? That 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 could work. Yeah. Am I am I crazy here? Do you guys agree? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's it like living in Mexico? Because I, I get I get I get scared of Mexico. I've never been to Mexico.
0: Um. Well, obviously, when I first got there, I did not speak Spanish. Say
1: something in Spanish. Mm-hmm.
0: Ya yeah, no quiero hablar en español. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: Tengo que hablar yeah, like en
0: español todos los días de la semana, Okay? Ooh, Vamos I like a tener. Yeah,
2: I
3: like that. <laughs> right. No, I had
0: to learn Spanish. It was like a total like, <laughs> like imagine me like tall, platinum blonde hair and and walking around Mexico City with where I'm just like an Amazon freak because everyone's <laughs> shorts. <laughs> 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 no, it was such a culture shock for me because I, you know, it's it's a very different world. Yeah. But honestly, living in Mexico city is very safe. Um, it's just like anywhere. If you're going to go and find trouble and walk around the, worst neighborhood, something's going to happen to you. The same thing in Mexico. That, that, that can happen in Vancouver, that can happen in Toronto, that can happen here, that can happen in L.A.
1: I just feel like the only press Mexico gets it's is about bad press, cartels. Yeah. I'm just worried that everywhere, there's just cartels no, everywhere, beheadings like everywhere you no, go. No, like, There's
0: no one playing soccer with heads in the street. Like, there isn't? Just, no. That's... All right. Do
2: you ever see Sean Penn down there? Ha, ha, ha,
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha. <laughs> sensitive subject right now, that right. is. No, like, no. Like, everyone has a really, like, I remember when I first moved there, My my mom was like, you're gonna get kidnapped, and all this stuff's gonna happen. And then when I told her that Perro told me, you know, to stay and stuff, she's like, "Have you seen the movie Taken? Like mm. <laughs> to you? Yeah, that's Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't know, but um, no, it's just honestly, I've been I've been very lucky. I have a lot of people that protect me, and uh, nothing nothing bad has happened to me. Knock on wood. Let's
1: yeah. put it that way. Yeah, um, but and no. I would assume now after four years, you probably kind of understand the lay of the land. Yeah, and, and I know how not. to
0: respond to people, and like you know. I'm very outspoken and and direct and people don't necessarily like that coming from a woman because it is a society that's based like a lot on machismo as Mm I like to say but I mean I think that I've you know people have accepted me for my crazy ways and (laughs) that's why they call me la huera loca (laughs) the crazy blonde girl um so you know like I feel really good there um that's where my life is right now and um we'll see what happens next but
1: I just get so worried because I I, I'm sure it's just because I've watched too many Datelines where they're like I got into a cab and then it just pulled over in the middle of nowhere and took my money and left me and and all these
0: people are getting you know things are happening to them in Acapulco or like these touristy places I'm like man that's That stuff doesn't really happen. It's just like anywhere, though. I mean, in a a country that has millions, in in Mexico City, there's 22 million people. So, I mean, just based Mm. on the population alone, you're going to expect bad stuff to happen.
1: To some of them yeah there's too many people There's too many people but it's yeah. just like
0: anywhere do you know what i mean there's a lot of people bad things happen right, you can't
1: have good news for 22 million people
0: yes there's gotta be, there's gonna <laughs> be always news is
1: bad news anyway right right yeah, i
0: mean you go on you go look on i've been watching the news here and it's just like it seems like it's always bad news so yeah, that's true i mean as positively
1: as positively as
0: possible to touch on that, though.
1: <laughs> like if you're outside <laughs> if you live outside the states like, you must think it's a disaster here. Right? <laughs> no, I think, yeah. I think <laughs> that's a really that, good point. I think that yeah. if you
0: watch any ba- like any news from any country, you're probably like, God, that sucks over there. Right. Like, I'm
1: never going. You know, there's that's well, just like
2: Me- floods in the States and that's California. That's why they
0: think every- yeah. New Mexico is playing soccer with heads and, you know, there's, you know, it's a good drugs being sold like, on the corner everywhere and, like, I don't know what. It's supposed to be, like, the
2: biggest blizzard in history in New York right now, right? And, like, like where is right. the blizzard? Everyone's right. like, you're going where? To New York? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, like, 40 degrees out there. It's snowed on Saturday. It's there's, like, dirty snow and slush. Like, come on now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, do you have boots? Like do you have Timberlands, you'll be fine. Yeah, you're, no, you're, I got some.
0: I got some free moxins, you know. I brought my snowboard boots. He I mean, brought snowboarding. They're totally boots. unnecessary. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: like, look but, at these boots. I'm like, we don't, we don't need those.
1: People even fall for it who live here, though. Like I've watched people like they they put like the head thing on that wraps around the mouth, <laughs> and then the big coat with the hood. And I'm like, it's not. It's, it hasn't snowed for three days. Like, it's over. Right. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's like super,
0: like... And it's like almost like... I was almost excited because I'm like, I haven't seen snow in so long. And then I get here and it's just like dirty snow. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man.
1: Yeah,
2: it's over. But there won't be any snow yeah, that-
0: being built in Central Park. <laughs> no.
2: No, yeah. snowball fight idea was not a good idea. No, no because all... you would
0: probably throw rocks at me. Well, it'd just be like <laughs>
2: w- frozen
1: dirt probably. Yeah, <laughs> like gross. Wet, yellow and brown snow. It's yeah. not good. <laughs> no. It's not good at all. No. Um, you, you've you talked before uh, about the freedom you have in Lucha Underground, which is was surprising to me to hear about it because it's so much more of a TV show than any other wrestling promotion. I would think from an outsider's perspective that everything has to be finely like we're doing this and that and this and that. The same way like a TV show, it's literally word-for-word word scripted. There's no freedom on a sitcom set. They, they right? allow us
0: to be very creative, I find. Um That Agreed. was one thing that they – that this – when I came onto the show, I was like, wow, like they really um, support our ideas and allow us to be vocal about how we want to do things or how we want to portray our characters and you know what I mean? They allow us to do that.
2: And along with what you're saying, a lot of the creative – collaboration it has to happen before <laughs> before the vignettes are shot mm-hmm. or before, like, the matches. Like, you, you can talk about who you want to be, how you want your character to talk, interact. But you're right. It is a TV show, and the way the vignettes are shot are like a TV show exactly. with coverage, and you, you can't They're just crazy. <laughs> say different stuff all the time. <laughs> no. It's a... Uh,
0: but for the matches, I find that, yeah, you and can be very creative.
2: The matches, too, feel like there's no, there's no metaphorical handcuffs, so to speak. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a lot of times... Um, other organizations are very protective over certain things like, Oh, the announce table is is only for the main event, like on the pay-per-view. And, um, right. So that's only like reserved for like, for certain people. And, um, Sometimes in Lucia, because I feel like I'm like kind of like one of those people that could do that. Um, it'd be nice to have that reserved, but uh, what what happens is <laughs> everyone become
1: a monster. Like no, no, yeah, like, the nap table's me, mundo. for Mundo. Stay,
2: Stay the- away from the announce table, <laughs> it's mundos announce table. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what happens is everyone everyone does it, and um, it forces you to think of. Different creative ideas and different ways to use the whole environment, like and
0: everywhere from like the rafters to the floor. To, like yeah, to crazy. the office
2: to the bandstand. To, and um, when I when I say they, they're more receptive to stuff, like uh, we there's a there's something in episode two that we needed to do something where one of the the jib is the camera jib. Sure, might have been a little dicey. <laughs> and um. It just had to took a little convincing, and we were allowed to, just let to us do, us do it. it basically. Please let us do yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it'll be good. Trust yeah. me. All and then afterwards, right. we're like
0: you guys are insane. Like <laughs> right. what's wrong with you? And
2: until we knock over the jib and it falls in the crowd, we're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that is amazing, though. That's got to be like a, a a huge kind of three sixty for your brain to go through, where somebody's like, "No, these are the performers. These are the ones that have been doing it and in, in, interacting with the crowds. They actually do know what works."
4: Right. You and, know, for
1: you to for you to start to develop that confidence. That couldn't have, have come like naturally because I would have like you know WWE or other organizations or whatever it is. Generally speaking, when there's a guy who's controlling everything, it's right. You don't have this confidence of I know exactly what we need to do because you've never been put in that position.
2: And it, it took me a while with WWE to realize that like I didn't have to be walking on eggshells all the time. And mm-hmm. if I had ideas, I could just pitch them because. That organization, just like every organization at the end of the day, wants to have the coolest show possible. Right. But the the culture in Lucha Underground is such that it doesn't feel like people are walking on eggshells. It feels like anyone can have the idea. And anyone can go to me or to Krista Joseph or Anthony or Eric or Vampiro or Chavo and say, like, hey,
1: let's do this. So do you think people over there in WWE have to walk on eggshells or people think that they – because you just said – it took me a while to realize I didn't have to walk on it. Both, because when you first get there, you do. Right. <laughs> okay. I think that's
0: just like yeah. anywhere. Right.
1: right. Like, well, you're the new guy.
2: Of course you're not right. going to. And then so it, it takes, takes you a while to realize, hey, like,
0: I can actually... I've
2: been here for like seven years. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I'm not the new guy like, anymore. Like, one of the oldest guys in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, once you come to that epiphany, then you're like, you know what? I want to start jumping off stuff. And yeah. Then you can, then you can, then you can start jumping. conversation. Off yeah.
1: I see. I see. It's very, very interesting. Well, listen if every if anybody hasn't seen lucha underground uh i would check it out you know everybody says uh about finding competition for wwe and finding whatever's next and finding what's not stale it's like you know they say that people just need to do something different in pro wrestling and lucha underground is that it's the different mm-hmm. thing it hasn't been done before and you know it's also i don't want to say it's adult oriented because no, it's not totally. like it's,
2: I, I, it's super but it's, it's I agree with you it's like it feels like the evolution of wrestling it's got yeah. this action film feel combined with lucha combined with american pro wrestling and it is more adult i mean we're not we're not catering to to six-year-old kids right we're catering to, to wrestling fans people that enjoy seeing something different and that's why i feel like it
1: it's but it's not such like a
2: tight package
1: it is because it's, it's not like shock shock like stuff that like oh this is this is, you know, they're pushing the envelope too far it's more like you're putting on a product that you would expect an adult to take seriously. Yeah. You're more definitely. sophisticated. Recently. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's more sophisticated. You sip your Chardonnay while you <laughs> watch Lucha <this> Underground.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: well, I everybody... mean, okay, no one's
1: really doing that. But... Well, they might. Cabernet. That's me. That's it. <laughs> uh, everybody should be watching Lucha. It's, uh, it's back for season two. It's on El Rey. Um, Tomorrow's the debut, season two
0: debut.
1: Yes. Uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, and you can also catch up on a lot on YouTube. Yes. Do you like that people just upload so much of it to YouTube?
2: Um, a lot of it is actually uploaded uploaded to the El Ray Network YouTube channel. Right. And um, I do enjoy that channel more than the random uploads because the full matches are usually contained. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. like the, sometimes they're just
0: clips. And yeah. That's, can that, get that's always
2: frustrating, and sometimes the quality is low. Right. So uh, check out right. the El Ray Network YouTube channel, but yes. also they're running a marathon of Lucha on the El Ray Network. And um, like you just said, season two is uh, starting. Wednesday. It's every Wednesday night on the Rey Network at 8 p.m.
1: Awesome. Well, check it out. Johnny uh, Mundo. Jingoncissimo.
2: <laughs> that means something cool in Spanish. Uh-huh. And
1: Taya. Thank you both. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having us. So so much and for being uh, here. yeah,
0: everyone, please, 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 you know, start watching every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yeah. Uh, on Rey Network.
1: Yeah. There it is. Thanks, guys. Here is Sam Roberts. Hey, before we go any further, we all have those times when we need a little extra money. Well, I've got a really easy way that you can do it. You can drive with Uber. You should know what Uber is by now. It's a smartphone app uh, uh, that connects riders with drivers. So you can use your phone uh, to make extra money while you drive your own car. It's totally flexible. You don't have to quit your job. You just use this opportunity to make more money than you're making now because Uber lets you make extra money on your schedule. Uh, uh, whenever you need to make money, all you do, you turn on the app and you drive. You can do a few hours here. You can do a few hours there. You can make a weekend of it. Whatever you want to do, uh, you just go to drivewithuber.com. You sign up for free. It's really it's really amazing. You can do it on a computer or on your phone. You answer a few basic questions. Get your, You and your car get approved. That's like your pet and then start driving. That's all there is to it. Go to uber uh, drivewithuber.com, answer the questions, get approved, and you're making money for driving around. Start enjoying the flexibility of working when you want and earning extra money on your schedule. Sign up to drive with Uber today. Go to DriveWithUber.com. That's DriveWithUber.com. DriveWithUber.com. Let me talk to you about John Johnny Mundo, John Morrison. He's seen it all. He's done it all. And he still loves pro wrestling, uh, which I kind of love. Uh, Taya, uh, it's so fun listening to her story. You know, not the negative parts of it, but the fact that she came out of it uh, and is still doing as well as she's doing today, I mean, it really does go to show you that you don't know what's going to happen in this crazy, crazy world. All right, let's get into it. It's state of wrestling time uh, here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Uh, So much to talk about this week. Of course, everything that happened on Raw, uh, some fallout from the Royal Rumble. Where are we headed as we go uh, past Fastlane into WrestleMania? A lot of questions. Let's try to answer some of them right now. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Welcome to the State of Wrestling. We got a lot to talk about, but before we do, let me tell you all about a brand new comic book company, uh, Double Take Comics. Enter the Double Take universe. Let me tell you about this. This is the company that brought you Grand Theft Auto, Borderlands, Bioshock, WWA 2K16. They've come up. ...with a whole new comic universe. Get this. This is what the Double Take universe is doing. The first ten comics start in a world that was established by the 1968 cult classic Night of the Living Dead. Then they let their imaginations and their zombies run wild. Go into that zombie universe that was made famous by the amazing, amazing George A. Romero movie. And go way beyond the movie... Uh, Double Take does an amazing thing. They put together comics in packs of 10. So there's no more buying one issue, then another issue, then another issue. The first pack, 10 comics. The second pack, 10 comics, all waiting for you. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, uh, okay, how much does this cost? Well, if you want to go get the the physical comic instead of the digital comic, you can binge read by picking up the first and second issues Of Super Packs uh, right now at your local comic shop, Barnes & Noble, uh, GoHastings.com or MidtownComics.com for about 20 bucks. They have the first and second issues. That's 20 comic books. Issue 3s, the 10 issues in Issue 3 are coming out February 24th. But before all that, you can sample before you buy. You're probably thinking to yourself, what do I get as a listener? To Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. 50% off? Absolutely not. 75% off? No. How about free? This is what I've arranged for you. You can go to DoubletakeUniverse.com. Everybody can show up and read the first 10 comics for free. All you have to do is go to DoubletakeUniverse.com, read the first 10 comics there. However... You can also read the second 10 issues. That's right, 20 issues. Go to doubletakeuniverse.com and put in offer code SAM, S-A-M, and you will get the second 10 comic books as well as the first. Uh, It's 10 stories in each volume told from different perspectives of the zombie apocalypse around one small Pennsylvania town. All the stories are interconnected, but they all read uh, 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 separately as well. This is binge reading. It's like Netflix, but for comic books. Check it out. The first issue's always free. Uh, The second issue's for being a listener with promo code SAM, Sam, are available now at doubletakeuniverse.com. Katie Linendoll, welcome to the State of Wrestling.
4: Well, thanks so much.
1: Wow, do we have a lot to talk about this week. We sure
4: do. And I feel like I'd be remiss to not say a big congratulations first right out the gate. Two. To the Usos. Uso what? For their Grammy.
1: I can't believe... Because I heard that. So I'm watching Raw.
4: Congratulations. Yeah, really.
1: I'm watching Raw.
4: Very deserved.
1: And I hit the rewind button on the DVR (laughs) when when Lillian Garcia says Grammy Award winning. Obviously, somebody is still thinking about her singing career. Because I was like, did she really just say that? And I hit the rewind. I was like, okay, that was funny. And then fast forwarded through the commercial break. (laughs) And get back to the show. And what's happened here? But... They've decided only for an exercise in humiliation that that moment needs a replay. I don't know who's back there and what they have against Lillian Garcia, but somebody in the back loves making fun of Lillian Garcia because they bring that back. You remember uh, when she came out and tripped over her heel when she walked out for a show? Lillian Garcia at one point came down the aisle and tripped over her heel This happened before they went to air, but the cameras were rolling. They not only showed that moment on the live show, but then throughout history, they've showed it many, many times since. Uh, I don't know why they decided after the commercial to go back. I laughed, but I, I would imagine it doesn't feel great for Lillian Garcia to know that they really just were like, oh, we should make fun of her. We should we should play her mistake again
4: instead of just rolling over and just letting it go. It had nothing to Let's do with shine the show. A spotlight on it.
1: It was like, and uh, you know, you could tell Michael Cole was like, "Oh, before we went to break, this happened," and it was just Lillian but Garcia I feel like messing that also up.
4: Also serves as a snapshot of how critical we as wrestling like we can like I was like doing multitasking and doing some work, and I like looked up and like what, I'm sorry, what?
1: Did she just say Grammy? But
4: we all caught it. We all That's caught how it. critical we are. And it's like, you know, if we say one thing wrong on this podcast, you get a barrage of tweets telling you you suck.
1: But I don't even think everybody caught it. I think the reason we all caught it was because they replayed it I know. and made sure.
4: I think that was loud and clear. So. For
1: anybody that missed it, here's what you missed before. It was like you were two hours into the show or, or an hour or however long it was. I don't know what point in the show it came. <laughs> but an hour into the show, it's like, oh, I'm just turning it on. What did I miss? Oh, Lillian Garcia said Grammy instead of Slammy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem necessary at all.
4: I Googled it. I was like, did I miss something? Congratulations. Did
1: did they win Grammy? I mean,
4: I have that song on my playlist. Don't get me wrong. The entrance song. (laughs) It's some good stuff. (laughs) It's not Grammy worthy.
1: And then JBL's going, Congratulations to those guys. Congratulations, (laughs) Usos.
4: Slow clap. (laughs) Slow clap.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right to congratulate the Usos. Um, uh, Maybe. Maybe they just have such a good time with Lillian Garcia messing up stuff. That's why she's he still does. there. She does
4: mess up a lot. That woman she messes is up amazing. all the time. Come on. I mean, them I them love bones. Lillian. Would she's great. Me
1: throw her a bone. Well,
4: why you got to call her out like they called her out? You're the one who brought it up. No, I brought up the fact that the Usos won a Grammy, which is entirely different <laughs> from what you're putting a light on right now.
1: <laughs> you know, Lillian Garcia is, uh, has messed up quite a bit in her storied career, but she's survived longer than just about anybody except maybe Tony Chimmel in that position.
4: And she's got the voice of an angel.
1: She is great at that national anthem, but so is JoJo.
4: And she speaks two languages.
1: She does. She speaks Espanol. She's bilingual.
4: Which drives it home for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, she's great. It is, it is. I do wonder, though, like after watching that, if the reason that she's survived as long as she has, because you never know. Like, you could say she's really good, and sure, you could, but there are lots of people that have been very good. Like, nobody ever had a problem with Howard Finkel. And no. he eventually got taken off TV. Nobody ever had a problem with Justin Roberts, and he got fired. So there's got to be some reason that she's still there, and maybe it's just because they get a kick out of her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Because sure. there are some people that they would go out of their way. Like if Roman Reigns made a mistake, they would go out of their way to hide it. If it happened on a SmackDown, it would never see the light of day. It would be edited out. If it happened on Raw, the commentators would find some way to cover it. But Lillian Garcia does it. Not only are they not covering it, but they're replaying it.
4: It's so fantastic.
1: It's amazing. It's amazing. Did she just say Grammys? You know I love that stuff. Replay it. Vince, why would we replay that? Well, replay it after the break, damn it. Replay it.
4: (laughs) I think it even had a Chex Mix replay of the day (laughs) or
1: (laughs) something. Yeah. Replay brought to you by Chex Mix. Uh, Let's hear Lillian Garcia screw up again. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Well... A lot going on, a bunch happening on Raw. I thought, uh, I thought Raw was the person who benefited the most from Raw had to be Brock Lesnar, based on the fact that he's decided to re-release the Suplex City T-shirts. In, in red, red. Instead of green. Now everybody needs new Suplex City t-shirts.
4: You know, I was on shop.com.
1: You need the red ones.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because the green ones are for bad guy Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I need the red ones for good guy Brock Lesnar.
4: Like you, when we were not at an event, it said Suplex City. Where was it? And it had a specific town. What we, town were we in?
1: Probably, I have no idea, but they do that for every town. That's but you
4: got suckered into buying another one, too.
1: I bought the Go to Hell Brock Lesnar tour t-shirt. I can't
4: even keep it straight.
1: Yes, they make the uh, yeah. Well, that's the that, that's the thing. They were like, okay, we did Suplex City T-shirts for every city already. Now Brock Lesnar is going on tour again this year. We can make them in red.
4: Done. Yeah, yeah. Fire that printer up.
1: So everybody, everybody's got the green Birmingham Suplex City T-shirts. You guys look stupid because Brock's wearing it in red. Yeah. Hilarious.
4: But I'm gonna stop you there mm-hmm. because I disagree strongly with the statement that first came out of your mouth, which was the person that. Benefited most from Raw was, in my opinion, Dean Ambrose. You're going to put him on the same caliber as Brock Lesnar, you know I have a problem with this. What do you mean? I feel like Brock Lesnar's stock, and I've continued to say this week after week, is just decreasing.
1: Yeah, you're out of your mind. I'm sorry. Yeah,
4: I don't want to see him go. I don't. I don't put him and Dean Ambrose in the same category. Well, we. It, it, it really comes from all the way back to twenty one and one.
1: Well, then who's the in, hype? Who's in Brock Lesnar's category?
4: See, I still keep them on, like, this, this hype machine of, like, one-offs, Undertaker, Slash.
1: Yeah, but the problem is if you do that—
4: I would say Roman Reigns, so we have some fairness here in Fastlane.
1: Uh-huh. But if you say— First of it's all— It's next
4: level, dude.
1: Every well, that's next I w- level. I would let
4: Kevin Owens in on this.
1: I mean, I, that be you can't really say Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose— aren't at least on the same level. It'd be tough to, Dean, Kevin Owens, the guy who lost to Dolph Ziggler this week, is on a higher level than Come on. Dean Ambrose. You
4: know, that's not.
1: I, I don't think, I don't think you can say Dean Ambrose is higher or lower. I would say Kevin Ambrose and, and I mean, Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose are on the same spot. you think spot. that Brock
4: Lesnar with mm-hmm. the mastermind Paul Heyman yeah. would be in a triple threat match at Fastlane? Skip it.
1: Well, then what do you do at Fastlane?
4: Well, and, and to your point, you have to do something pretty dynamic and electric because it's fast lane and it's right before WrestleMania. Yeah, I get that.
1: I think the point of Brock Lesnar is to add the seed of doubt. I don't think Brock Lesnar is a guy who it's really going to take a lot to hurt his credibility. A and then what lot. happened
4: with the Wyatts? Like did that just get kind of brushed under?
1: I was actually going to say that. I was I was going to say the one thing about Brock is it was amazing that the Big Show got his butt kicked by uh, the three Wyatts on Raw this week. Uh-huh. With Brock Lesnar in the building and no vengeance was sought out on them. I would imagine that the Wyatts will rear their ugly heads at Fastlane and we will be reintroduced to the story.
4: Do you think that's a Brock Lesnar, Wyatt?
1: Yeah, I think Brock and Bray are. are, Yeah, I would lock them in for WrestleMania, in my opinion. Um, But I no, I mean, I think Brock Lesnar, I definitely don't think his stock has gone down at all. Um, I think it's going to take...
4: No, no, don't put words in my mouth. I don't think his stocks went down. I think they're bringing his stock down by the, by the matches.
1: No, I think, if anything, they're raised... Do you think his stock was brought down by wrestling Seth Rollins? <sighs> who was the world champion?
4: No, because of that.
1: Well, this is a number one contendership match. I, and, I, I,
4: see. I feel like I'm getting boxed in.
1: And who was... I think that the difference is that Dean Ambrose is being raised... Which maybe we didn't see coming. Wait,
4: that was my point out the gate. And you disagreed with me.
1: No, no, no. You didn't say Dean Ambrose was raised. You said Brock was lower. I
4: said the person that got the, the strongest who who benefited most from Raw was, was Dean, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose.
1: And then you said.
4: That Brock Lesnar's stock is going and down. And then
1: I disagreed with you.
4: Okay, so I'll meet you in the middle.
1: No, 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 no. I disagree with you on the Brock Lesnar. There, point. At no
4: point of this are you are coming out right I was hundred percent right.
1: <laughs> I, I know and so do I. I was hundred <laughs> percent right. With cause I disagreed with you on Brock Lesnar's stock going down. But I will say you are right.
4: He's gonna be fighting Kalisto in two weeks and I'm gonna be fighting. He's the United about States it. champion. I'm gonna I'm gonna be respect Callisto. Kalisto is a main eventer! I know I'm your hype girl, and I know it's in my contract to always agree with you, but this one I just have a problem with. Kalisto can do it! He can beat Brock! It was a solid match this week for Kalisto. Another one. He's the United
1: States champion. You will respect Kalisto I in this house.
4: do. I do. And the trampoline. <laughs> I do. Trampoline?! I mean... <gasps>
1: Those are his legs. Yeah. He's incredible. You're right about Dean Ambrose having a great night, and you're right about his stock coming up in a big, big way. I think that started at Rumble, and I think it is continuing. You're 100% right um, about that. I think that there's a couple guys, and I was talking with Andrew Goldstein a little bit about it last week. For some reason, Bray Wyatt, unfortunately, is not one of these guys. There are guys that it takes a lot to bring down their credibility. Brock Lesnar, I can't think of anybody who it would be more difficult to bring down their credibility at this point. I mean, you could if you tried him. WWE's done it before. But I don't see how—I don't think Brock Lesnar's credibility is coming down. I think he just adds an X factor into that match where, okay, the same way he added to the Royal Rumble. Like, if Brock Lesnar is in a match because of what happened with The Undertaker two years ago at Mm WrestleMania— you can never say Brock Lesnar will definitely not win. You just can't. Like, we can sit here and say, we're locked in for WrestleMania. I can say, I believe WrestleMania will be Triple H versus Roman, Brock versus Bray. But, is it a given who's going to win? Is it a given that that's what's going to happen? No. And is it a given who's going to win? No. And I think that Raw, if anything, sets up a position where even though Dean's a little bit of a long shot, all three could potentially win that match. Stranger things have happened when they're building to WrestleMania, realizing we have to make replacements here, there, here, there. Mm -hmm. You like to think that WrestleMania is planned out a year in advance, but the last two WrestleManias have obviously been planned out weeks in advance. Well,
4: you can't do that with injuries, especially these days.
1: Exactly, exactly. The injuries have, have created a huge monkey wrench. But I would say, okay, you got Brock in the match. Brock can always potentially win. And a, and a Brock Lesnar-Triple H world title match, it, I don't think it'll happen. It could. Roman Reigns-Triple H, obviously the favorite. But if you watch Raw, who gets a bigger reaction? Who, when you see Roman and Brock face-to-face, and you see Dean Ambrose and Brock face-to-face, the reaction is with Ambrose. The crowd was not reacting to Roman Reigns. The crowd was reacting to Dean Ambrose. And because of that, and because of what happened at the Royal Rumble, when we had Triple H and Dean Ambrose, the last two guys in the ring, and people are going nuts for Dean Ambrose. And by the way, Ambrose absolutely has the potential to be a massive, massive good guy star. I don't know for sure that it'll happen. It's not a given. Um, But he does have the potential to be huge. Uh, He could theoretically... If they're really listening to the audience, they could put one over and have Dean Ambrose be in the world title match. Probably not. But can you imagine the reaction at Fastlane if Dean Ambrose won that match? I mean, the place would come unglued.
4: And I think that's good for Fastlane. But I think long term, that's not good for WrestleMania.
1: I mean, you know. It's just a
4: different kind of fanfare.
1: It is, but.
4: Tell me when every year when you walk into WrestleMania, it's not a totally different vibe
1: when you walk in or when you walk out, because I'll tell you this, the
4: event in general, when you
1: walked into WrestleMania last year, everybody thought it was going to suck. And it turned out not to because of Rollins and Roman Reigns was the guy in the main event. The fan base, of course, you love WrestleMania. You go Mm -hmm. in. it's, It's you're right. It is a huge, huge, huge over the top event, bigger than anything they do ever. And each year becomes the biggest of all time. But when it was headlined with Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, the general consensus was it had the potential to be one of the worst WrestleManias ever. It turned out to be one of the best. Right. You know what I mean? And that said, because of factors like that, there is a remote possibility that Dean Ambrose could be the guy in the main event with Triple H. That said... You know, you've got a big card that gets built around it. So while you may not see Ambrose Hunter, and I probably don't, as that marquee match, there are ways of building around that match to make it into something bigger uh, as a whole event. I still believe it will be Roman Reigns versus Hunter. I believe Roman will beat Hunter at WrestleMania. And I believe Dean Ambrose will start to chase Roman Reigns for the title after WrestleMania.
4: It's interesting to me that you haven't put Brock in this equation at all.
1: I think Brock Lesnar will wrestle Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. And I think the Wyatts will cost Brock Lesnar. You don't Brock
4: think Lesnar. he has any shot at winning the match?
1: If I had to put money on it, I wouldn't. Really? I think he's got a shot because he's Brock Lesnar. Right, but I if think. I had to put money on it, I wouldn't. You know, um, I think the most interesting thing, you're right. You know, Aside from joking about the t-shirt, you're 100% right. The most interesting thing to come out of Raw... Was listening to the audience except Dean Ambrose as this main event dude, which I don't think people necessarily saw coming as far as, you know, as far as WWE officials go. And that's why, you know, the potential's there and it's going to make for an interesting match. And I do think that they're going to need to do something. Even like, do you think Roman Reigns versus Triple H on its own is a big enough match for WrestleMania?
4: I, I'm starting to think that the, the the card. And looking at like, remember how like WrestleMania, just like all around town, you see like the the billboards. I'm I'm starting to think more Brock
1: Hunter. Yeah, because I because I brought that up just now. I mean, I said you got a Brock Hunter match if Brock wins. No, I, and I,
4: I wouldn't give yourself. Credit. I would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <But> um, maybe.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but the problem is that. Here's the thing that sometimes happens at WrestleMania: Brock versus Hunter. It is a main it is a huge match, mainstream that ignores their permanent fan base. So the permanent fan base that watches Raw every week, not the Sports Center fans, not the fans that are going to just looking at billboards, but fans the, the millions that watch the show every week. What difference does it make if Brock Lesnar or Triple H wins? It does nothing for the product going forward. It doesn't do anything for the week-to-week show. It doesn't move anybody forward. You know what I mean? Because those are two established guys, and it is a dream match. But And maybe there would be room for that match in some scenario. But when you've got the championship on Triple H, you're now talking about setting up a match where, regardless of who wins, you don't have a Money in the Bank in play.
4: I know. Which so, is a shame.
1: So Well, I mean, do you really want Sheamus walking out of WrestleMania with the title? Um but you're setting up – if you got Brock Hunter for the title, you're setting up something where nobody moves forward coming out of WrestleMania. Nobody. It's impossible.
4: I think the only strong, to your point, trickery that could be involved there is then why it's come out and destroy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they could destroy. But do you want – is that how you want WrestleMania to end? With like a kind of schmozzy, weird – I want it to
4: end with a twist like it always does.
1: Yeah, but it also – even with a twist – it ends with some kind of finality that leads you going, I want to see what happens next. Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan holding up the title. Something. You know what I mean? Like mm. it, it, WrestleMania is supposed to be the end of the WWE's year.
4: Oh, cause, so cause you're so, so, there's, so good there needs this. to
1: be some kind of climax coming at the end of WrestleMania. So
4: fantasy book, WrestleMania, and then one step forward.
1: Well, that's what I did. I, Roman Hunter.
4: Yeah. Roman winning. Yeah.
1: Dean chasing.
4: And then? And then? And then you pay
1: attention to the audience. I mean, how then, far can you go? If, if Dean's the guy, make Dean the guy. If you want to make Dean the guy, put him in some tights. And then? But make Dean the guy, maybe. I don't know. You know? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's time for Dean to have a run, but it would happen, you know, after WrestleMania. Well,
4: then at that point, would Rollins be back?
1: Rollins? He, I mean, they say he may not be back until SummerSlam.
4: Oh, my gosh.
1: He tore his MCL and ACL. The whole deal. Everything's all messed up. Now, here is something that was even uh, more... I wouldn't say more interesting about Raw, but but something that I saw on Raw that I think hints towards uh, WrestleMania. Dirt sheets are reporting that... And, you know, you can't really believe dirt sheets, but this is the rumor that's been circulating that there's talk of, you remember who I suggested the Undertaker's opponent be, right?
4: Well, I thought for a hot second there you wanted a Wyatt.
1: No. You Kevin, did, that was
4: like three weeks ago. I then, said, it was, then it was Kevin, Kevin Owens.
1: Kevin Owens. And I didn't want a Wyatt, Bray Wyatt.
4: Well, come on. It's the whole family at this point.
1: There's rumors circulating. Okay. That Braun Strowman is going to get the Undertaker match at WrestleMania. Shut up. And I didn't believe it when I saw it. Until I watched Raw this week, and I saw what appears to be the setup for a Brom Strowman big show match at Fastlane. And if Brom Strowman beats the big show at Fastlane, the only reason they would have him do it is to set him up for something big. Jeez. Now, maybe Bray comes in and it's going to be Bray big show. I don't know. But if it's Braum Strowman versus big show. I would assume that Braun Strowman is being set up for The Undertaker match.
4: That's a huge, huge push. Yeah. I mean, insane.
1: Yeah. Is um, he
4: a, in your knowledge, is he that experience of a...
1: No. No, I mean, you know... I- is he that—no, ex- he's not a terribly experienced guy, I think—
4: Because I stack him next to when we've had this conversation many times about him, Bray and, and Taker and how strong that match was. It'll be because a different— Because it's a totally different ballgame.
1: It'll be a different match. I think that if that match happens, it'll be more of just a match to have an Undertaker match. It'll be a spectacle, you know, two giant dudes in the ring. Uh, Braun Strowman will be made to look unstoppable for the month and a half leading mm. up to it. Um But I would imagine Undertaker would defeat him soundly, uh, and that would be the replacement for John Cena, which I think was planned on happening until uh, John Cena got taken out with the injury. Obviously, this match isn't even close to that level, but I think maybe they're thinking, if that's the thinking, that Brom Strowman would be the WrestleMania match, they may be thinking, okay, let's bring this down a peg. You know what I mean? Let's not make this the spectacle match. We were going to make it. And let's save that big oomph for next year and John Cena.
4: In your opinion, would it be smarter to just have Taker sit this one out?
1: No. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have an Undertaker match. People will always pay to see The Undertaker. You know, it's always going to be cool to see The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's a lot less exciting. um, And it's kind of just like, okay, you might as well just watch The Undertaker do his entrance. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) You know, Which, it,
4: by the way, last year in San Jose was in. It wasn't dark out yet.
1: It wasn't. They had to figure something out in Dallas. I'm assuming. Well, it'll be dark, but they also have the roof on the uh, on the stadium right. if they have to use it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's being talked about. And it looked like Strowman was being made to look very, very strong on Raw.
4: So doesn't he shift out of the Wyatt crew? No. All right.
1: No, I don't think so. You know, and I think it only helps the Wyatts to have a guy in their crew look that strong. You know, hopefully, because he'll be soundly defeated by The Undertaker, I'm sure. So hopefully they'll do something where Bray Wyatt can beat Brock Lesnar. I'd love to see that. You know, with the help of the Wyatt family and blah, 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 I'd love to see Bray Wyatt beat Brock Lesnar. I think it'd be good. I don't think you'd lose any money out of the Brock Lesnar deal. You'd I s-
4: be so happy about Oh,
1: that. are you kidding me?
4: That's overdue.
1: I'd be so excited. I would set the stadium on fire. Yes. Yes. The whole, every, yes. da- maybe the whole downtown Dallas just right. lighted a blaze. Right.
4: We've, we've talked about this.
1: And, and how hot it's going to be.
4: And you almost set my apartment on fire.
1: Well, yeah, I was watching the Royal Rumble. I was very, very excited.
4: Very, AJ it, too Styles too excited. came out. I didn't too 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 see that excited. coming. That would not be phenomenal.
1: I grabbed your matches and you were like, no, <laughs> no. I was worried. I was like, Katie, I'm excited. You had just, you to just literally throw a bucket of water on top of me so that it would soak the matches.
4: That's a true story. It was embarrassing. And, and one of the co-op board members in my complex had words with me the next morning because we were very loud.
1: And you said, you, would you rather have noise or fire damage?
4: Yeah, it almost got burnt down. Yeah,
1: he burns shit to the ground when he gets excited or angry. Everybody knows that about Primetime Sam Roberts. Exactly. He does two things. He boos the bad guys, and he sets stuff on fire.
4: Exactly. He's an emotional guy. Stay with booing the bad guys.
1: I'll try to. I'll try to. Speaking of AJ Styles, Ah. I haven't spoken to you since the Royal Rumble. We're Ah. obviously very excited. A couple of things. First, what did you think uh, of—because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we saw the Styles Clash, a move that was teased many, many times on SmackDown. Uh, You know, it's been weird— what they've been doing with smackdown because i feel like they're trying to make it more of a marquee show
3: mm-hmm.
1: but they're not adding sort of smackdown exclusive ish storylines to the show i think that's the trick to getting smackdown like if you want to get people watching smackdown you should make it so that maybe like the social outcasts show up for something quick on raw but really have time make the so make the social outcasts on SmackDown, what New Day is on Raw. Mm. When New Day comes out, you always give them 20 minutes. You give them a promo segment and you give them, a mat. You give them as much time as they need because they're going to be good every time. See if you can get the social outcasts doing that on SmackDown. You It's know,
4: interesting they don't tease a lot of SmackDown on Raw, though.
1: Well, there's nothing going on. Well, that, maybe
4: it, that would be a good avenue.
1: Right. It's rematches and stuff like that. It's not... It doesn't really... It's not necessity viewing. Now, they're doing a lot. They've moved it to USA. As I've talked about before, they've added Mauro Ranallo, who's great, you know, and, and there are reasons to watch it, but I think that they should take guys, like, I think maybe make Miz exclusive to SmackDown. Make a bunch of, like, like like maybe not exclusive exclusive. You don't have to reinstate the draft, but take Social Outcasts. Take The Miz. Maybe even take Ziggler. Take a bunch of these guys. Tyler Breeze. Who? A bunch of. to
4: Tonka's wardrobe.
1: A bunch of. Well, yeah, and, and then lost to Titus O'Neil. Yeah. A bunch of these guys that really are not being served all that well I on Raw. I hated
4: when the roster was split, though. Hated it. Because you knew you weren't getting that guy or girl.
1: Uh, yeah, but you're not getting them on Raw. I,
4: I will say, I felt like it was starting to move in the right direction when there was that quick title switch. Where? I smacked it. Like, I feel like that was a good move. I mean, it was a small example.
1: Yeah. But it was like,
4: oh, that happened on SmackDown? Really?
1: Exactly. There are little fleeting moments like that. But that doesn't do long term. Like if you're like, oh, because The Miz doesn't get a lot of TV time on Raw as it is. Social outcast, like like go through people that don't.
4: The the Miz just got like a half hour.
1: No, he gets time for other people. Like, that's really—that Miz TV segment, that's AJ Styles time. Fair. The Miz TV segment that we saw in Brooklyn, that was Royal Rumble promotion time. That wasn't really Miz time. You know what I mean? What
4: more do you want?
1: I want to use the two hours that you have on SmackDown.
4: No, with Miz, but go ahead.
1: To give people time to establish over here and try to develop characters that people like. So it's like, oh, I want to see more of that guy. Mm. I should watch SmackDown because he's on SmackDown a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you see— and, and, and The Miz is one example, but, like, there's, there's tons of people on the roster. Give Titus O'Neil an actual storyline, and you've got time on SmackDown to make him shine. I understand why they don't want to focus on every single story on Raw. Do you know how much fun you could have with R-Truth and Goldust on SmackDown?
4: And Damian Sandow?
1: Yes, put Sandow on there doing stuff. Totally. Exactly. That's a great example. But, like, are, the, the amount of good TV R-Truth and Goldust are doing in... Two minute segments on so Raw, funny. they're amazing. You could do like, you know, ten minutes of that on SmackDown. You know what I mean? And like, and and really start to flesh things out a little bit. Where on Raw sometimes uh, things get lost. Yeah, you know what I mean.
4: Even though there's three hours, you are right.
1: It is. I mean, yeah, because they have three hours, but they really only like to spend time f- deeply focusing on the main event story. So let's 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 make SmackDown a place. Where you can focus on ancillary stories. Stories that are going on around because there's lots of stories happening.
4: Like the Usos winning the Grammy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That should have
4: been SmackDown exclusive.
1: And you could have a whole Grammy segment on SmackDown. (laughs) They just program 15 minutes to make fun of Lillian Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Lillian. Poor Lillian. Um, I was interested, though. Speaking of Miz and AJ Styles. I was interested that Miz so blatantly brought up Daniel Bryan during that AJ Styles segment on Raw this
4: week. Wasn't that weird? Because to me... Foreshadowing?
1: No, I don't think so. To my knowledge, uh, Daniel Bryan has not been cleared. And I honestly believe that the reason AJ Styles was brought in was to be the new Daniel Bryan. I think WWE said we need a guy that all the hardcore fans are going crazy for that's like... You know, he's been around the world. He's got his reputation out here. That's why they didn't change his name. I think AJ Styles is brought in to replace Daniel Bryan.
4: Wow, that's a a big statement.
1: Yeah, I think he was brought in to take that spot. And to kind of quell the audience wishing Daniel Bryan was there. And you could see that in the Royal Rumble booking. I mean, people... There were rumors that Daniel Bryan was going to be in the Royal Rumble. And the fact that he wasn't there was, I think... May, I mean, it was a it was a genius, geniusly put together Royal Rumble match. But I think that a lot of fans felt okay about Daniel Bryan not being there because AJ Styles was, and I think that that that's a big reason why he's part of the company. Now, I mean, not to take anything away from him, he deserves to be a part of the company, one hundred percent. He deserves to be a part of the company, and he's amazing. I'm so glad that he's here. It's like, you know, and I, I'm a big WWE guy. Everybody knows that, but. You know, AJ Styles, is. it's still surreal watching him in a WWE ring. And the fact that they really haven't changed his gear much, they haven't changed his finisher, they haven't changed his gimmick, they haven't changed his name. It's AJ Styles that we know now in a WWE ring. I think it's amazing. Um, But I do think that he was brought in to uh, kind of help people move on from Daniel Bryan or to hope that people will move on from Daniel Bryan. Because I just don't know that they're going to bring him back.
4: Oh man, you were so, you were so confident.
1: I know he's going to wrestle again. I just don't know that WWE is going to bring him back. I mean, if they were, wouldn't they have?
4: WrestleMania?
1: For, I mean, why would you bring him back at WrestleMania? I
4: was just trying to be optimistic.
1: I know you were. Because if you would have brought him back at Royal Rumble to take him to WrestleMania. But to bring him back at WrestleMania, it's like, well, why I've
4: always disagreed with the fact that especially now in this time where concussions and or, or at the utmost mm-hmm. high, mm-hmm. there's no way they would bring him back in my subjective opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
4: that would shake up the sports world.
1: Well, he, it's not like he hasn't been cleared by doctors.
4: I know, but still.
1: So and he, he's I feel
4: he like is, WWE's always under a microscope. They
1: are. But he's clearly said he's going to wrestle again. So he'll wait till his contract is up and wrestle somewhere else, I would, I would think. I do not think he's not going to wrestle anymore. I think he'll, be, he'll, he'll join the Bullet Club. He'll take AJ Styles' place. <laughs> All right, AJ, you want to take my spot? I'm going to New Japan to join the, <laughs> what's left of the Bullet Club. You know? I mean, I think he'll be in a wrestling ring again. I just don't know that it'll be in WWE ring. And I think maybe AJ Styles is here to calm down some people. And, you know, to bring something fresh like Daniel Bryan was bringing what do you think of a potential AJ Styles, Chris Jericho WrestleMania match? No. Why?
4: I'm, I need a, I need to pump the brakes on Jericho right now. You man. do? Yes.
1: Who would you put in AJ Styles then with?
4: Uh, Miz? He's, uh, he's so strong to me right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm going to throw it back at you, then I'll answer.
1: I would honestly, the more I think about it, the more I like the idea of an AJ Styles, Chris Jericho WrestleMania match. Because what that does is... It's going, to be a dec- it's going to be a good match, but it allows AJ Styles to be in WWE without having to be involved heavily in one of these storylines already. You know what I mean? It's almost like this thing that's going on over here. AJ Styles is wrestling this veteran, Chris Jericho. And then once he beats Jericho at WrestleMania, now he's diving headfirst into everything else that's going on in the shark-infested waters of the WWE.
4: I got a wild card. That isn't, this is just a wild card.
1: Don't tell me Great Khali, because I don't want to see that match.
4: <laughs> what?
1: I don't know. You said it was a wild card. <laughs> so
4: random. I just don't
1: want to see AJ Styles Great Khali. Was it Great Khali? Giant
4: Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: He's I would Smuggling
4: like. with chloroform. <laughs> WrestleMania 9. Um, <laughs> Kevin Owens. Come on, I would love to see that match.
1: I mean, that match will happen, I'm sure, eventually.
4: I feel like that's part of your ramp up.
1: Yeah, I just don't think. I don't think it fits for WrestleMania because AJ Styles needs to win at WrestleMania, and so does Kevin Owens, kind of.
4: Who's Kevin Owens taking on at WrestleMania at this point? <laughs> Come on.
1: I mean. You're
4: supposed to have answers to everything.
1: Uh, uh, maybe, maybe some kind of multi-man intercontinental match, like the ladder match type thing. Maybe they'll put one of those together to get more guys on the card. I think he should get the Undertaker spot this year. I still do. But if that doesn't happen, then he may end up in a multi-man intercontinental title match. And if they're going to move Dean Ambrose to the main event scene, they should probably put the intercontinental title back on Kevin Owens. In the meantime. Mm. You know?
3: Mm.
1: I think that that would be strong. You know, that, 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 that's one way to go. What do you think of the big announcement from NXT? Nakamura. Nakamura, it's official He's coming to NXT. From what I've read, I this could be a spoiler alert, but it was online. I mean, we know he's coming to NXT. If it's a spoiler alert, I, anybody who listens to wrestling podcasts that doesn't like spoilers. is too it's bad. Crazy. But um, from what I've read, he's going to be wrestling Sami Zayn in Dallas, I think. Huge. Which I thought that match was going to be Finn Balor-Sami Zayn.
4: Wow. Well, then who does that put against Finn Balor?
1: In the world title spot? hmm
4: because you're like kind of
1: yeah that that kind of uh,
4: Corbin or Cruz or
1: yeah maybe Baron Corbin um hmm. but I don't know let's not call let's just talk about uh, the
4: fact that how excited you are
1: Nakamura is yeah this is
4: probably maybe one of the most excited moments I've seen you
1: well I mean he's just there's there's all kinds of YouTube footage of this guy which you can look up he wrestled Brock Lesnar in New Japan that match is on YouTube you can find that uh The match that he had this year and last year at Wrestle Kingdom are great. He's just—and you'll see, because I don't think you've seen him yet, but you'll—when you see this guy, I mean, he just exudes pro wrestling. I mean, he's got—you talk about an it factor. He's got it. Like, it's amazing. He's like Michael Jackson meets Jeff Hardy meets Brock Lesnar meets—like, it's this crazy combination of things, Mm. because he's got all this charisma— he comes out looking like a rock star, and then he hits people really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, those are all the factors I want. You know?
4: I haven't heard one thing I don't like.
1: Right. Uh, so yeah, 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 I'm very, very excited. Uh, I would assume they're going to change his name. You know when they when they introduced uh, w- when they said. Finn Balor is coming to NXT. They said, we've signed Fergal Devitt. Fergal Devitt's coming. They said, Kenta, we've signed Kenta. Kenta's coming. And with both those guys, they came out. The screen said, I was there. The screen said Fergal Devitt. And then it morphed into Finn Balor. So we didn't get their wrestling names until the first time they were actually in the arena. Their NXT names. So I wouldn't be surprised if Nakamura ends up getting an NXT name. um, Which I think is fine. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think that's probably good to rebuild Nakamura in the WWE's image. I think he's a guy that you can do that with. I don't think you can do that with AJ Styles. I don't think you can do that with Samoa Joe. You might have been able to do it with Austin Aries, but that's fine. Um, But yeah, I think that I think that Nakamura and I think that uh, Gallows and, and Anderson can be rebuilt in WWE's image.
4: And then, how long do you think it's going to take to flip them over?
1: How long the main roster in NXT?
4: Cause, I don't know. Because AJ Styles surprised us, I feel like. I feel I, like that was real fast. Yeah, I didn't think... We didn't disagree that maybe he could go right to main roster, but the fact that it was just so fast...
1: Yeah, I didn't think he would spend any time in NXT AJ Styles just because it's such a big signing. Like, that's the signing. Um, you know, I again, I don't think that there's any reason at this point. NXT is a whole different thing than it used to be. So this discussion of how quick are guys going to go from NXT to the main roster, I don't think it applies like it used to.
4: I agree. I think that conversation is actually getting a little stale.
1: Yeah, because I don't think it matters. Uh, I think that there's actually merit to staying in NXT at the moment. So, you know, like, I still, and I've said this before, I don't think Finn Balor should be on the main roster yet. Uh, You know, maybe Enzo and Cass— are better at NXT. Quite frankly, Tyler Breeze would have been better if he were in NXT right now. At, if he's going to lose, at least lose to Jushin Liger. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I I think that there is merit to staying in NXT, and I just don't think that the discussion of how quick are they going to get moved up is... Uh, I think it's kind of a moot point right now. I think it just depends on what the vibe is at NXT, and... Whether they're going to be more helpful coming to the main roster or more helpful building NXT as a separate brand. Because I think NXT is a very valuable property as a separate brand that's exclusive to the WWE Network. I agree. You know, so uh, I think, you know, I I I would like it if he were in NXT for a while. I would like that. I would like it if Anderson and Gallows come over to NXT join up with Finn Balor as the Balor Club and stay in NXT for a while. I would like that. You know, I don't need them on the main roster anytime soon. Um but we'll see. You know, I'm 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 willing to see them uh get to the main roster as well. Uh but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you to see him. Yeah. I'm very excited. We should talk about uh Bret Hart. Ugh. Who announced this week on Monday I think he made the announcement. He had prostate cancer, um, of course, the entire community of wrestlers of wrestling fans like us, everybody anywhere associated with pro wrestling is thinking about brett and and you know praying for him and thinking only good thoughts uh, and hoping that he gets better absolutely i mean the amount of of sadness that that family has had to deal with is more than enough for one lifetime. Where do you think Brock uh, uh Brock Lesnar, Bret Hart lands on the on the best of all time?
4: Oh gosh. I mean top 3, right? You think top 3? No, that that might be lofty.
1: Yeah, that is lofty. Top 5. Okay.
4: Top 5.
1: I would say top 10. I'd say top 10 for sure. I don't know if I could say top, top 5. Top
4: 7. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am keep adding people. Did you in just my add head. I.R.S. <laughs> and Tatanka? <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> I see. They had to move down a few.
1: I see. You always have to add them. You always have to add them. Well, I mean, was there anything we uh, we missed this week?
4: Well, we forgot to give out prizes. Oh yeah. So we should do that briefly because we always forget. Yeah. So two Paul Heyman Blu-rays. Right. Going to yes. Daniel T. Clark.
1: Whoa. Yeah,
4: for the Bullfit for TV contest. Oh, yeah. And also John John Rico.
1: John John Rico? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Bullfit
4: for TV winners.
1: And they win Paul Heyman DVDs. They sure
4: do. I and mean, right. What they have to do is message me because you're unreliable, and then we'll send yeah, you right I mean, out. Yeah, I I got
1: other stuff going on. <laughs> 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 but I appreciate everybody listening. Um all right, great. Well, uh, you can follow Katie Linendoll at Katie Linendoll on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. You can also get her amazing tech podcast, uh, Katie.show, on iTunes, using the words Katie.show, or using the website URL, get this, Show. Yeah. It's really, really amazing. You can check it out, and uh, we will see you next week here on the podcast. See you all later. Shazzy. Bye. Thanks for, listening. Thanks for listening. Follow
0: at NotSam on Twitter,
1: Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.
0: And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy, nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel guinness nitro cold brew coffee beer your new favorite part of the day look for it where guinness is sold must be 21 and over to purchase please enjoy responsibly diageo beer company new york new york